This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. I pray everything is going on well in your lives. If, if not, I pray God's blessing, God's help to you, whatever you're dealing with this week. Amen. So we're going to come out of Psalm 119, verse 165 today. God's been dealing with me about some stuff recently, and he wants me to share it with you. Amen. Glory to God. Let me set up this scripture. Amen. Um, this is the longest chapter in the Bible. Amen. And also, uh, this chapter is, is, is kind of organized in a way that it follows the Hebrew alphabet. So there are 22 sections as there are 22 letters to the Hebrew alphabet. Amen. And our current section that we're in is the letter Shin, uh, which looks like kind of like a uh, teeth. Uh, that's its pictogram. Amen. For the Hebrew alphabet. All right. So this is uh, scholars surmise that um, this psalm is written by David and it's an instructional psalm written to his son Solomon. Amen. So now that we have some understanding, let's jump into our scripture. So Psalm 119, 165. We've read this before and it reads, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. My God, I remember the first time I heard that scripture. It just blew me away. And I was like, wow, you know, there's an opportunity for great peace for me, amen, as I have a love for God's law. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Um, with that understanding, amen, um, let me say that what God has been dealing with me this week is that um, stress is not for the believer. There's been a lot going on in my church life. There's been a lot going on in my personal life. There's been a lot going on in my work life. And God has been encouraging me, encouraging me and also got a word from uh, a friend, amen, that is was led of the Lord that stress is not a part of my life or our lives as Christian. I acknowledge that we live in a stressful time in a stressful world and we all will be challenged by stress but stress is not intended for us from god we were not created we were not designed to deal with stress let me read this definition of stress real quick it is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances it is pressure anxiety worry and difficulty. We just read what David was saying to Solomon that great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He was advising Solomon how to operate in great peace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. To avoid the stress, the strain. We know Solomon went on to become the wisest king a wisest man other than Jesus that ever walked the earth and had a lot of building projects and a lot of things going on, hallelujah. 
And the last thing he needed, amen, was to operate in a way that was outside of the parameters of peace. Now, with that said, amen, hallelujah, knowing all that we all go through, hallelujah. Next slide, please. Our title for this week is The Life of Peace, The Christian Lifestyle. Our lifestyle as Christians should be one of peace, peace that we feel from within, amen, hallelujah, glory to God. When we're challenged from without, hallelujah, we can still operate from peace that comes from within, amen, as we navigate this world, as we navigate this life, hallelujah, peace is our lifestyle, hallelujah. I know what's going on in the world. I know what's going on in the Ukraine, amen. I understand what's going on at the gas stations, amen, hallelujah, with the higher fuel prices, amen, hallelujah. I had one coworker this week that said he got gas for $5 a gallon. That is unheard of here in the U.S., hallelujah, at least on the East Coast. Hallelujah. I know the stock market, amen, is crashing, amen, hallelujah, but we can operate in great peace instead of stress, amen, and this is what God's been emphasizing to me as an individual, amen, and what he wants me to share with you today, amen. The Christian lifestyle is a lifestyle of peace, amen. Won't you join me as I pray, amen, hallelujah, over this message today, hallelujah. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you and bless you because you do all things well. We thank you for the opportunity to gather together, even though we no longer have a physical building to meet in right now, that you have something in store for us, Lord God. In the meantime, Lord God, you have a word for us, Lord God. But this word, Lord God, you've given me to deliver today, this task is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today. Feed your people today like never before. We won't fail to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor because you do all things well. In Jesus' name, if you're in agreement with that prayer, now just say amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The life of peace, the Christian lifestyle. What are you talking about, brother pastor? A life of peace. I don't have any peace. Well, we're going to deal with it today. Amen. Hallelujah. And... Hallelujah. It's with God's uh, influence, his word today, amen, that he wants to lead you to a lifestyle where you have a constant peace, amen, and you know how to overcome the challenges of life, amen, hallelujah, by leaning on him, amen. So let's go to the next slide. All right, we're going to define some words, amen, from Psalm, 165, um, Psalm 119, 165 real quick, amen. The first word we're going to look at is great, amen. It is a Hebrew word because we're coming out of the Old Testament portion of the Bible, which was first written in Hebrew. And it is a word, rab, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, R-A-B. And it means much, many, great, abundant in quantity, size, number, quality, exceedingly, and full, amen. So a great, what is it referring to? Great, it's referring to the am amount of peace, we would have a great amount of peace, an abundance of peace, amen, an exceeding, exceedingly full amount of peace, amen, great or great in number or size or amount of peace, hallelujah. Let's look at this word, the second word, it's peace, and we're very familiar with this word, it's shalom, amen, and in the Hebrew it means peace, harmony, Wholeness, completeness, prosperity, amen. So there is even a uh, material 
connotation to this word as well. Welfare. God wants us to have a good welfare. Amen. And tranquility. That's the typical way we think of peace. But uh, shalom is an all-encompassing word that means all of these things. So God wants us, based on these first defin two definitions, is to have a an abundance of peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, feeling completeness within, hallelujah, prosperity, amen. He wants us to have some material success as well. Welfare, he wants our, our, our well-being, amen, uh, our overall well-being to be in a healthy place and tranquility that we have the absence of of war or disturbance, amen, hallelujah. He wants us to have that in abundance in our lives. And this was during the Old Testament, amen, hallelujah, where David was sharing, hallelujah, this to Solomon, amen. Let's go to the next slide. Let's look at two more uh, words, amen. Uh, the next word, he says, great peace have they that love. This word love is to have affection or fondness, attentiveness, respect for, or to like, amen. Hallelujah. What is love? Love for what? This is the next word, law, amen. Now let's understand when David wrote this, amen, all he had access to physically was the law, all right? There was no New, there was no new Testament at this time, amen. This is the revelation that David had at the time. All he had was the Torah, the law, amen. Let's look at it. The Torah means direction, instruction, a precept. The precept is a directive ordinance or statute, especially the Decalogue. The Decalogue is another way of saying the Ten Commandments or the Pentateuch or the Penta meaning five or the first five books of the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. So David is saying here, amen, to Solomon to have affection, fondness, be attentive of or respect for the law, the Ten Commandments. That's what they had at the time. Amen. Hallelujah. Great peace, hallelujah, have they that love thy law, amen. He's saying have a great love for God's word, amen, hallelujah. This is how we would interpret it as looking at things to the past, hallelujah. We're looking through the lens of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, glory to God, that there is a great amounts of peace when we have respect, affection for, attentiveness, amen, or do we know the word, do we read the word, amen, or respect for, I can know the word, but not respect it, amen, hallelujah, and we'll lose out on the benefits of it if I don't respect it. If I don't respect it, I won't carry it out, amen. And in David's perspective, amen, it was the Torah, amen, that's the literal translation, amen, but like I said, we're looking at things through Christ, amen, so as Christians, we can deduce Amen, hallelujah, that it not only includes the Torah, which was the revelation for David of his day, but it is the whole revelation of God's word that we should have love for somebody say, amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. I have some scriptures written down beneath here, amen. Now, brother pastor, you always talk about, um, you know, we, we're not under the law. All right, and, and that is true. I, I still believe that, amen, hallelujah. But as, according to Romans 7 and 12, the law is holy, just, and good. It's very tiny on your screen, amen, but it is there, amen, hallelujah. The law is holy, just, and good, hallelujah, but there is something connected with that as well, amen. If we look at Romans, hallelujah, let me make it bigger on my screen so I can see, hallelujah. Romans 7, 14, 
Hallelujah. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic Version. It says, for we know that the law is spiritual. The law is spiritual. We know it's holy, just, and good based on Romans 7, 12. And Paul goes on, who's the writer here, says, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am a creature of the flesh. We are creatures of the flesh, carnal, unspiritual, having been sold into slavery under the control of sin. The law is holy, just, and good, but it cannot make us holy, just, and good. Let me end this with Romans 8 and 4, Amplified Classic Version. It says, so that the righteousness and just requirement of the law might be fully met in us who live and move not in the ways of the flesh, but in the ways of the spirit. Our lives governed not by the standards and according to the dictates of the flesh, but controlled by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What are you saying here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Hallelujah. The law is holy, just, and good. Even as Christians, we should have a healthy love for even the law, but understand it's by way of the spirit that we're able to operate in a holy manner. Amen. Glory to God. And as I said before, hallelujah, looking to the past through the lens of Christ, we can incorporate the whole revelation of God through his Old and New Testament. Great peace have they that love God's word. Hallelujah. And let's get to this last word. And nothing shall, let's look at this word, next slide, offend. Amen. In the Hebrew, it's miksholi. Hallelujah. And it's a stumbling. Uh, it means or occasion of stumbling, a stumbling block, an obstacle. We've all had, we all had and have obstacles in our lives. Figuratively, figurative, this, this word offend or miksholi in the Hebrew is figurative of misfortune or calamity. Calamity is a crisis, adversity, tribulation, hallelujah. Great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall be a stumbling block. Nothing shall hold them up. No crisis, no adversity, no tribulation. Am I here to tell you that you won't go through any of that? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's possible as we have a healthy love and respect for God and are attentive to God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. And we embrace its teachings. Hallelujah. We can know something, but not embrace it, not incorporate it into our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The word is quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the word is real. It's alive. As we embrace the word of God and make it a part of our lives and we're empowered to do so, according to Romans 7 and 8, hallelujah, by way of the Spirit's empowering. As we do this, hallelujah, we'll be able to overcome any challenge, any adversity, any calamity in our lives with a great amount of peace. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Saints, this week, I have been challenged by a lot of things with the church situations, with my personal life, with uh, uh, my work life. Amen. Hallelujah. And God has had me to back off certain things because he wanted me to have peace. Hallelujah. I have a knowledge from the word that I should operate in peace as well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's important for us to be in tune with what God is leading us and what is confirmed by his word to overcome the challenges of everyday life and to just really be sensitive 
to what God is speaking at that time. Hallelujah. I have an extra income stream that I have recently engaged in, but God told me on a few days this week not to engage in it and just to operate in peace. Peace. Amen. But Lord, I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to earn money. Peace. Peace. Relax. Chill. Hallelujah. We have to be sensitive to the leading of God's spirit and also when we have a knowledge of his word and we respect it and we're uh, respected and we're attentive of it. It's the spirit and the word that will help us to operate in this lifestyle of peace. Next slide, please. Now, how, as a modern New Testament Christian, do I go about walking in peace? Where do I start? Where, where, how do I do this, brother pastor? How, how do I operate in this lifestyle of peace? I got so much stress. I got so much drama. I have so much things going on in my life. Brother pastor, you would not understand what I'm going through, and you would be correct. I don't understand. He understands, though. All right? Hallelujah. But where do we start? Amen. Next slide, please. We're going to start in John 14, 27. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Amen. Here uh, from chapters uh, 14 to 17, Jesus is preparing his disciples for his crucifixion. Amen. He is giving them messages and words and teachings. Amen. That would encourage them and help them to uh, endure his crucifixion and continue as he has instructed them. Amen. Hallelujah. So with that, with that in mind, let's read John 14, 27, Amplified Version. He says, peace I leave with you. Hallelujah, this is Jesus speaking. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace, my possessive, possessive here, my perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. Hallelujah. There's something about our will that's involved. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let, is, 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 here's our will again. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Hallelujah. Jesus is here teaching that he, he's leaving his disciples, amen, hallelujah, and God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, amen, so though, although he's not speaking directly to us right here, amen, this is a principle that we can learn from, hallelujah, a teaching that he's giving them that we could apply to our own lives. He says, peace I leave with you. He's leaving, he says, my peace, hallelujah, I give to you, amen, so Jesus, hallelujah, as he mentioned to the disciples here, he, he uh, desires to give us his very own peace, the peace that he operates in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, then he says, let not your heart be troubled. We, can, we have control over not letting our heart be troubled. It's within our will that we don't entertain the thoughts that continue to build us up to have our hearts be troubled. Then he also says, let my perfect peace calm you. So allow, invite, uh, uh, be open to allowing my peace to calm you. 
And I know it's, 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 it's really tempting to pick up the phone and look for another human being to calm us. But that human being can only give you what they have and what they have is not the total fullness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance, every circumstance, and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So when you find yourself in the stressful situations, look to the Lord. Go to your prayer closet. Exclude yourself. Uh, if you need to go to the restroom at work, if you're in your car by yourself, whatever you need to do, amen, hallelujah, get to that place where you can receive from God and allow his peace into your heart and mind. Somebody say hallelujah. Next slide, please. Let's look at this word peace. We've seen this word before. Those of us at the Living Waters Christian Center, amen. This word peace is irene in the Greek. Now we're in the New Testament portion of the Bible where we're, our root words are now in Greek. And this, peace, this, this word peace or irene in the Greek is security, safety, prosperity, felicity. Felicity is intense happiness. Hallelujah. Jesus here is saying to his disciples and ultimately us, amen, hallelujah, that he wants us to enjoy the same security. Security comes from love. He knew, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He heard that from Father God while he was in the river Jordan. It wasn't really for his sake. It was for our sake so that we know, hallelujah, glory to God, he knew he was loved. So security, which comes from love, safety prosperity. I know there's no prosperity gospel. You hear me say that all the time, but this is a part of peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Felicity, intense happiness. Jesus wants to share his own intense happiness with you and I. Hallelujah. Glory to God. His security, his safety, his prosperity, hallelujah, his intense happiness or his felicity, he wants to share with us, hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. This word irene, amen, in the in a Hebraistic Hebrew, Hebrew sense is having to do with the health and welfare of an individual. Okay, next slide, please. Irene comes from ero. And it means to join or tie together into a whole. Amen. Properly wholeness or, for example, when all the central parts are joined together. Peace, God's gift of wholeness. God wants, there's a connection now between God and us. Amen. By way of the Holy Spirit. We're coming into, we, we, we have the potential for wholeness if we embrace it, hallelujah, glory to God, which is a part of the word irene, hallelujah, a wholeness. Man was always intended to walk in concert with God and have God in him and him be in God through Christ, hallelujah. Now we have God living inside of us by way of the Holy Spirit, amen, and we have the potential if we allow it for wholeness, amen, which is a component of peace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Irene is equivalent to the Hebrew word shalom, which we just defined, which means peace, harmony, and wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. Hallelujah. The Christian lifestyle is a life 
of peace. Hallelujah. This life of peace comes from, hallelujah, an appreciation, an attentiveness, a fondness, a respect for God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. His law, according to David, amen, from our New Testament perspective, we incorporate the entire revelation of God or the entire word of God, which includes the New Testament. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus said to his disciples, amen, hallelujah, that he would leave his own very peace with them. Hallelujah. His very own peace with them, I should say. Hallelujah. And we can, knowing that the God is the same today, yesterday, today, and forevermore, amen, that that also applies to us as well. Hallelujah. And that there's a component of this where we have to allow from our wills to, for this peace to settle in our hearts. Hallelujah. And because the Holy Spirit now lives inside of us, we have the potential, if we allow it, to feel whole or complete. We're always looking to feel whole or complete by connecting with another human being. Yes, we are social creatures. Yes, God intended for us to be in relationship. Hallelujah. However, our wholeness, our completeness will not come from another human being. It comes from God. Amen. And we've got to be good with that. Otherwise, we'll be always searching, always bouncing from church to church, always bouncing from relationship to relationship, looking for that completeness, looking for that wholeness, which is a component of peace and never able to find it. Hallelujah. Because it is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. Even if you say it out, say hallelujah right after it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My completeness, my wholeness, and ultimately my peace comes from a love and attentiveness of the word, hallelujah, and embracing the presence of God inside me who brings about wholeness, hallelujah, accepting and receiving the peace that God has for me and was promised to me through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Peace is not everything in my day goes the way I want it. Peace is not from without to within. It's from within by way of the Holy Spirit to every part of my being, amen, and then I express it to the outside world as I live my life. We are so used to everything going our way to have peace, and that's not the case. We live in a fallen world. Heaven will be like that. We don't live in heaven yet, amen. But we have a little portion of heaven within by way of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's go to the next slide, please. Amen. Christ has conquered all for us, whether we know it or not, he has, amen. Let's, excuse me, let's go to the next slide. John 16, 33. So we're staying in the book of John. We're reading from the Amplified Classic Version with this verse, Amen. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I have told you these things. This is, once again, he's preparing his disciples for his crucifixion. He said, I've told you these things so that in me, ye may have perfect peace. Where do we have perfect peace? In Christ Jesus. No, I must have said that wrong. We have perfect peace in our husband. We have perfect peace in our wife. We have perfect peace in our job. We have perfect peace in our children. No, we find perfect peace in Christ. 
and con so let me read it again. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. Where does confidence come from? From the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Man tries to mimic confidence. It's really arrogance because man is looking to his own strength and capabilities, which we all know are limited because we're all limited. Amen. In our natural state. Amen. Hallelujah. But God is unlimited. Amen. So if God says it, God will do it. We can have confidence in that. Hallelujah. And I am and you are a, 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 a creation of God. We should be confident that we are not a mistake. We are here. We exist. We have potential because that's what God deemed us to have. Amen. So I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you will have tribulation. What will you have in the world? Tribulation. Hard times, struggle, challenges, and trials, and distress, and frustration. So in Christ we have perfect peace. In the world we will have tribulation, trials, distress, and frustration. He laid it out for us. Why do we keep expecting the perfect peace in the world, but in Christ we expect the tribulation, the trials, the distress, and the frustration? We got it backwards. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world, amen, the world system, the cosmos, the world's way of doing things, amen, hallelujah. Apart from God, I've overcome that. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and conquered it for you. How have I done that? I'm going to die at the cross. I'm giving you my peace, my peace, amen, hallelujah. Uh, uh, you will have perfect peace and confidence, hallelujah, to overcome all the challenges of the world because I've made it possible for you through my upcoming, at this point, death at the cross. It's possible to live in this fallen world, but to operate on a daily basis in the peace that Christ Jesus has provided for us. If we allow it. Christ won't force you. The Holy Spirit won't force you to do anything. It'll be a gentle knock. A gentle kind of reminder. But we've got to make the decision after that. What we want to do. Here's a bold statement. If you're not operating in peace, hallelujah, something's off and it needs readjustment in your life. That goes for me as well. I know I'm off when I'm not operating in peace. Something needs to be adjusted. My perspective, uh, what actions I've taken, uh, am I getting from Christ what I need for that given day or that given moment? Amen? Glory to God. Next slide, please. Peace is a work of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you can't generate peace yourself. You can, you can light all the candles you want. Take all the baths you want. Those aren't bad things. Those are nice things, all right? Unless you're worshiping some other god uh, when you light the candles. But that's a whole nother subject. Amen. But peace is the work of the Holy Spirit. Will you allow him to work in your life? Will you invite him? Holy Spirit, have your way. Bring about the peace of Christ 
in my life. Amen. Next slide, please. We're going to Galatians 5.22. This is Paul speaking to the church at Galatia. He's saying, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes. So there's a work that the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish in our lives as believers, as Christians. What he wants to accomplish is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness. Yes, Christians, we can be kind, but it's a work of the Holy Spirit. Goodness, benevolence, faithfulness. Even our faithfulness is a work of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit, since we're focusing on peace this week, wants his, uh, the spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes is peace. He accomplishes the peace within us. If we allow him, he will not work against our will. That's what demons do. The Holy Spirit will not work against our will. So once again, Holy Spirit accomplished the work of peace in my life, in my inner man, in my spirit, in my soul, in Jesus's name. Hallelujah. It's not even our burden. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. We can acknowledge the lack of peace and ask him to accomplish that in our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Next slide, please. Our day-to-day -day walk, saints, in Christ should be one of victory. Our day-to-day -day walk. Yes, we will have our moments of missteps. Yes, we will have our moments of, let me just say it straight out, sin. Yes, we will have our moments of failure, our moments of defeat. Hallelujah. When we don't do things that line up perfectly with God's will for our lives. But overall, our day-to-day -day walk, in Christ should be one of victory, a victory that he's won for us. Amen. And we open up our hearts to receive. Amen. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Let's look at it here. Hallelujah. Romans 14, 17. This is Paul speaking to the church at Rome. And he, and he, and he writes, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. There was a situation where they were concerned about the things they ate there. Should they eat food offered to, to idols? Amen. Uh, there was still idol worship going on that time in Rome and they were kind of concerned. Uh, is it forbidden for me to eat meat at uh, that was once offered to an idol? Uh, so that's where uh, the genesis of the scripture originally comes from. But Paul takes it to a next level. He takes it from that carnal everyday level where they're thinking about meat and drink. Hallelujah. He says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Amen. Certain of us and certain of them back then had forbidden certain foods because we believe this is not what God has intended for us. Amen. But he's saying the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Since we're talking about peace, let's focus on that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is about peace. In heaven, there's peace going on right now. We as Christians, believers, 
Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to accomplish peace inside of us, bring about peace inside of us. The whole kingdom of God, hallelujah, is about righteousness, hallelujah, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. This should be our day-to-day -day walk. And if we're lacking in one of these areas, amen, this is when we need to go back to God. Because this is what is for us, amen. Next slide, please. This righteousness is our blood-bought standing of approval before Father God. It is a gift of God, according to Romans 5, 17. Hallelujah. So righteousness is, a, is, is standing in God's approval. We have God's approval because Christ died to give it to us. Amen. He paid for all of our sins, past, present, and future. We stand in a place of approval. We have God's approval. We are uh, we're, we're in the beloved of God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have God's approval. We stand in a righteous standing before Father God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit would not live inside of us, amen, hallelujah, if we did not stand in a, a, a place of approval, all right? I know we beat ourselves up because of our shortcomings and our, our, our sinful nature, amen, hallelujah, but Christ died to pay for all that. Hallelujah. And we stand in a righteous position. We have a righteous standing before God. Hallelujah. And anyone who looks to judge us, amen, hallelujah, is opposed to God's will. Yes, there's a common um, accountability. We as human beings, we should have one towards another. Amen, hallelujah. Where even though I have God's approval, I should treat my fellow man well, amen, and thus have the respect of my fellow man and those human beings around me. But generally speaking, amen, we have God's approval and nobody can take it away from us. We can't even forfeit it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because if we've, we could forfeit it, then God, then Christ, who is God, died in vain. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. He, he, he leveraged everything where we could just throw it away so easily. He didn't do that. Amen. Next slide, please. Peace, which is our focus of today's message. Amen. Hallelujah. To overcome the stress, the strains, uh, the demands that life has on us. Amen. Hallelujah. Which has nothing to do with God. Amen. This peace is that every day we have the opportunity to walk in Christ's very own wholeness, his security, his safety, his prosperity, his felicity, which is intense happiness. Every day we have an opportunity to walk in Christ's very own peace. Hallelujah. If we allow it, it's the work of the Holy Spirit as we learned earlier. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Joy. Amen. This joy. So we're supposed to be walking in righteousness, peace, and now joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy is a thankfulness for his grace. If you still believe that your sins are unforgiven, especially your sins after you got saved. Amen. You are robbing yourself from experiencing joy because joy's definition is thankfulness for his grace. That each day you are thankful that uh, the blood of Christ has paid for your sins. And thus you are thankful to God for his grace. 
Why do we have these mean churches, amen, hallelujah? Because we don't know that we're totally forgiven of our sins, past, present, and future. And thus, we can operate in joy. And we mimic it, amen, through our dancing and singing and shouting, amen, hallelujah, glory to God, without a true joy inside. How do you know? Because folks get into more issues after church is done, amen, hallelujah, than you could imagine. I've seen more arguments in the kitchen, in the, in the parking lot, right after all that shouting and dancing. Shouting and dancing and worshiping God is wonderful. Matter of fact, it's his will, amen, but they can mask a lack of joy or a lack of understanding, hallelujah, that we are forgiven of all our sins, that we have God's approval, that we can operate in the very peace of God, hallelujah. They mask all that, hallelujah, and they really just kind of uh, taking that party spirit, amen, that we had in the world and bringing into the church. It can mask all that, hallelujah. If we don't understand that we are forgiven of all our sins, past, present, and future, this is what Christ accomplished at the cross. And because we're grateful for that, hallelujah, because we're thankful for that, we can then operate in his joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're talking about peace today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So the Christian lifestyle is peace. Hallelujah not stress. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for us right now. Hallelujah. And this prayer is for me as well. Because we all have pressures from work, pressures from our home life, pressures from our children, pressures from our spouses, pressures from the government, pressures at the gas pump, pressures to buy groceries, to fill our homes with oil or natural gas or whatever it is. We all have pressures and demands upon us. But these things don't line up with the Christian lifestyle of peace. God knows that we will go through things in this world. But yet wants his peace to reign on the inside of us. That we might not be stressed out. Because we know that stress leads to a breakdown of the immune system. Amen. It can even affect our mental uh, health. Hallelujah. Glory to God, our emotional health as well. Hallelujah. Stress was never designed for mankind. We're not equipped for it. We were not created for us. Amen. Stress is not a creation of God. It is a result of this fallen world. Okay. Hallelujah. I'm not saying it'll never happen to you. I'm saying we have a means to get away from it, to, to push it to the side. Hallelujah. In Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me pray. Father God, we thank you and praise you for every soul gathered here online today. We thank you for every member of the Living Waters Christian Center. We thank you for every guest that's on with us today. We thank you for every unbeliever that is on with us today, Lord God. And you have them all here for a reason. And Father God, right now, as you've had me share this message today, Lord God, I speak your peace upon them in the name of Jesus, your very own peace that came through your son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That peace would be theirs, a peace that passes all understanding, according to Philippians 4, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, that it would guard their hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Right now, saints, wherever you are, I want you to unload that stress, the concern for your bills, the concern for your children, the concern for your health, the concerns about how much gas is right now, the concern for your, your stocks and bonds in the stock market. Unload that and exchange with your mouth. Say, I receive the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is my blood-bought right to operate in peace. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to accomplish the peace of God in you. Holy Spirit, have your way in us. Accomplish the righteousness, peace, and joy, and all the other fruits of the Spirit inside of us, Lord God, that we might operate in peace and not in stress. We know stress, you do not belong in our lives. We command you to leave today. In Jesus' name, we declare that we shall operate in the peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ if you agree with that prayer, now just say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Real quick, amen, hallelujah. I want to make an appeal to you, those of you out there that are unsaved, that you're not a believer, that you're not a Christian, amen. I'm not here to beat you up, but I'm here to give you an invitation to join the family of God. In God, all of our sins, our imperfections are paid for at the cross through the death of Jesus Christ. Amen. In Christ, we have God's approval that is unending, it's eternal. In Christ, we have his peace, his wholeness, our, our total fulfillment. Hallelujah. In Christ, we can have joy. Hallelujah. Because we are grateful that all of our sins are forgiven. So if this is appealing to you, if this is impacting you, and you want to be a part of the family of God. I'm not talking about becoming religious because I'm not religious. I'm not even talking about joining our church, although you're welcome to join our church and help us to spread the gospel. I'm talking about, hallelujah, joining the family of God. You are a creation of God, but it's out of your will that you make a decision to join the family of God. If that's you, please say these words with me. Join me in this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe that you died for my sins, my imperfections. I believe that you rose on the third day from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your death as full payment for my sins, my imperfections, my shortcomings. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now, if you're in agreement with that prayer that you just said, now say amen. Welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. The angels in heaven rejoice over you joining the family of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, find a church home that preaches Jesus and Jesus alone. Hallelujah. Find a good Bible that you understand and you can read. Hallelujah. Easily. Amen. Hallelujah. The King James uh, Bible is, is written in an English that we don't use today anymore, amen? So it's okay to use the New Living Translation uh, or some of the other translations, amen, that you might gain an understanding of what you're reading. You just start reading, but you're reading with understanding, amen? Hallelujah. If you want to join us, amen, you're more than welcome, amen? Right now we're exclusively online, but soon we will be back in our own building, amen? 
hallelujah building was sold so it's it's not because of any hardship uh, other than the building being sold amen and we will be in another building soon uh god it's god's will for us to be in a new building amen so we can host fine people like yourselves amen glory to god so welcome to the family of god hallelujah my brother and my sister amen hallelujah now i want to make an appeal to all of us amen we need your help your financial help to continue to spread the gospel for this local body of believers this church amen to continue to operate and be the hands the arms the legs the eyes of jesus christ amen and share his life with the world amen the importance of his death and the importance of his life amen his eternal life with the world hallelujah we need your help we need your donations we need your investment we need your support, amen. We need your tithe, your offerings, if you believe in that, as we do here at the Living Waters Christian Center, amen. You can give to us in two ways, amen. The first way you can give is at our website, lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. There you can make a tax-deductible donation to the Living Waters Christian Center, amen. And you will get an immediate auto-generated email giving you a statement of how much you gave amen, that you could use at tax time next year, amen, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, once again, that's, you can give it lwccgrace.org uh, forward slash donations, amen, we can really use your help, amen, to continue to spread the gospel, way number two is you can mail in your donation to Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701, you feel uncomfortable with digital transactions and you rather mail in your donation, you can do so to Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. I want to thank you all in advance for your generous donations, your investments, your tithe. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. This will fund the gospel continuing to go forth. Hallelujah. Particularly through the Living Waters Christian Center. Amen. Let me pray over these offerings real quick. Father God, we thank you and praise you for the seed we sow. We sow for the upkeep and expansion of your kingdom. Let the seed we sow reap a great harvest. Let it reap a 30-fold, a 60-fold, a 100-fold, a million-fold return on that which we invest into your kingdom in the name of Jesus. We thank you today. We praise you for this seed. For those of us who do not have seed, you are the one that gives seed to the sower. Give seed to those who are without seed today. Give them money that they might be able to sow it and gain a return. We thank you today. We praise you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Amen. Lastly, it's the first Sunday, so we want to do the Lord's Supper. Amen. Glory to God. So Asa, take me down a few slides because I do have it on there today. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to be 1 Corinthians uh, 1. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11 and 23, excuse me. Now, Brother Pastor, what is the meaning of the Lord's Supper? What is, what is it all about? It is where we remember what Christ did at the cross. And we make it uh, a part of our focus, a part of our awareness. It's, it's a form of worship. We're worshiping Christ for dying at the cross. And we're doing that symbolically by eating the bread, which represents his body that was broken at the cross amen and drinking the wine which represents his blood that was shed at the cross amen it is a form of worship amen christ died for 
sinful people like you and I. Amen. So I, I really want to encourage all of us to take part in the communion. To eat or drink in an unworthy manner were the people of the time at, at, at uh, Corinth, amen, who were just coming for the bread, which was much more substantial than what we're going to have today, and the wine, which was actual wine. So they were getting, they were coming to eat food and to get drunk. And they weren't thinking about Christ. We're thinking about Christ, even though we are imperfect and have been sinful in the past. Amen. So Christ died for sinful people. So please, everyone, let's partake of this worship service where we worship Christ for dying and shedding his blood at the cross. Amen. It has an impact on our health and well-being. Amen. And maybe I will revisit that uh, message about the uh, Lord's Supper if God leads me one day. Amen. So if you have your, your wine and your bread. Amen. Here we go. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 11, 23. And it reads, this is Paul speaking, For I have received of the Lord, so it's not his own thoughts, that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread, which represents the broken body of Jesus Christ in remembrance of him and his death at the cross. Verse 25 says, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the wine, which represents the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of all our sins. Let's partake. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When we remember his death, amen, it gives us life. We know we're forgiven. We know we stand in God's approval. Amen. We know we have an opportunity to receive his peace. And we know that we have an opportunity to be grateful unto him, thankful unto him, that we might experience his joy. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you, amen, to have a wonderful week, to operate in his peace. Know that it is your blood-bought right to operate in the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love you all. Hallelujah. We'll be back here next week at 1130 a.m. Enjoy your day. Hallelujah. Have a week of victory. I declare it and decree it in your life in Jesus' name. I pray you receive it and operate in it this week as you receive from the Holy Spirit. Enjoy. God loves you. I love you. The Brown family loves you. Amen. Holiday. The Living Waters Christian Center loves all of our visitors and guests. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your day. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.